0: Welcome to Those Guys Sports, this is your boy Mike, and this honestly is just a morning conversation that I'm having that I'm going to put on SoundCloud, some parts I'm going to put on the YouTube, don't forget that the YouTube is Those Guys Sports, this is just uh, literally a morning talk, just me expressing how I feel, what happened in the weekend of March 25th, 26th, some of the 24th, the 24th, 25th, 26th, say the 27th, I'm going to give you some of my thoughts, where I talk about Leafs, the Raptors, but not really the Raptors, more about the Cleveland Cavaliers, I got to talk about the 70 points that was done by Devin Booker, from Colin Kaepernick, and the Jays' rotation has just been announced. It was only five things. I don't know how long this is going to be, but let me just talk my again. Now, like I said, the first thing I'm going to talk about is Frederick Anderson, and the Toronto Maple If you don't know, Leafs fans are pretty sad right now. Why are they sad? They're netminder. They're a goalie. The guy that has helped them get this far. A guy who's in the beginning, was so-so. Middle was better. Now he's helped us get a playoff spot. He's helped us go into the playoffs for what? For the, we have been in the playoffs for three, four years. And because of Frederick Anderson, we had that chance. But right now he has an upper body injury. Now where is my level of concern? It's it's a mid-high. Mid-well, not a well done. It's a mid-well. Which means it's, it's a little juicy in the middle. I don't I don't know what's really... He skated with the team so that it makes you feel better. But he's still your netminder. And you don't want them injured. So the Jays, sorry, the Jays, the Leafs are going to have to do some, let's say, shoveling around. You know, they don't have to win every game. There are eight more games left. They don't have to win every game, but they got to go 500. So somehow, the Leafs' offense needs to go 500. Because if they don't, then we can be happy about where we are right now or what we see from the Leafs. We can be all jolly about that, where they're seated. Right now, they're third in the Atlantic Division. But that can change very quickly. One of the reasons why I really wish the the league would get rid of the point system. And if they didn't, I don't think... I don't know where the Leafs would be if they got rid of it, but... I'm just not a fan of it. But they only have eight games left. Boston is still under them. Tampa is still under them. But the best thing about, at least with Boston, Toronto is a game behind them. And they still have a chance to be third seed in the Atlantic and who knows who's going to be first seed because Ottawa and Montreal, they're definitely fighting for it. But there's so many teams still guarding or trying to get that. Five. The Islanders are 82 points. They have eight games left. Tampa Bay it has eight games left. But five of them are at home. 81 points, 82 points for Tampa and the Islanders. They're all trying to go for Boston as 84. But Toronto still has 85. So if we go three and five, then let's just say our playoff hopes are done. But what a magical season. Which brings us to the question, are we disappointed in the season if they end up not making it in the final last games of the season? Are we hurt that we thought that this team was about to make the playoffs? We're about to have a, a series against Ottawa. Or is Boston's past few games of reeling and just not playing well a good sign? I told you before, the, the scariest team, and Don Cherry said it himself, the scariest team is the Tampa Bay Lightning. For anything, team. That's a team you don't want to face. If they have a healthy Kucherov, Hedman, Stallman, and Stamkos, that that that's a team that Montreal definitely doesn't want to face because Montreal, I'm, I'm telling you, it's my prediction, my bold one. I don't I don't know right now. Montreal's pegged to face the Rangers, and I <laughs> oh, but the Rangers don't have Lundqvist. I don't know. I just don't. I don't have good hopes for Montreal. Let's just say. But back to this Frederick Anderson scare that I have. Eight more games. Eight more games and then we can breathe again. Cause you know what? At least when we get the playoffs. They me win a game. Maybe two. But we're okay with them just making the playoffs. We're happy with the season that happened of them just making the playoffs. But with Frederick Anderson injured A lot of Leaf fans are scared. And we just got we we really lost against uh Buffalo, a team that should have been an easy win. The next few games for the Leafs are pretty hard. Like Florida is not gonna just roll over. Then you have three your next three games after Florida are away with Nashville, Detroit, and Buffalo. Those are some hard ones. Let's let's be honest. And then the Leafs last five games or sorry, last four games are at home. But they're facing Washington, who's Gearing up for that President's Trophy, Tampa Bay, who wants to make it to the Stanley Cup Playoffs. And a Tampa Bay Lightning team, who may be, what, a point, two points behind on April 6th. You don't know where they are. They may be there. They need to face Pittsburgh, and at the end, they need to face Columbus. A Columbus team who may be also going for that President's Trophy. And Pittsburgh and Columbus are fighting for each other to have better seating because they may face each other in the second round. But all those games are at home. Your last four games. The schedule makers were really pleasant. They were really happy. Good to you guys. Let's just say that. They were really good to you, Lee fans. But what is going to happen in regards to this Frederick Anderson injury? So, my, like I said, my concern level... Mid-high. Because our last two games. Aren't the easiest. We can. We should be able to beat Florida. Nashville. I'm not too sure. Detroit. We should be able to beat. Buffalo just beat us 5-2. That doesn't make no sense. But hopefully we can beat Buffalo. Then you have your, your last four. If you can go two and two in your last four if you can get a point in each game of your last four then you're happy but you may not be Washington last time you faced Tampa Bay you won But Tampa Bay may be a different team when you face them on April 6 that may be the most important game that could be a playoff that could be a playoff clinching game right there. I know Leaf management is worried. I know Leaf fans are worried. And we're probably going to stay being worried. But let me talk about another team that should be worried. We're going to switch our conversation to the Cavs, who have been playing. um, Let's just say LeBron said that this is the toughest season he's had. Which is, he's been in the league for a while now. And he just won a championship last year. But he's saying this is the toughest season he has played. In their last 10, they're 5 of 5. They can't play a lick of defense. Why, why can't they play defense? Because they don't have defensive players. Their best defensive player is LeBron. Then it's Schumpert. Channing Fry's not he's not he's not the worst defensive player, but he's not a great defensive player. Defensively, they still have Kyle Crover on the team. They still have Irving on the team. These guys are not great defensively. Love is not great defensively. So you look at the team and you're you're thinking to yourself, you know what they should be doing is just try to outscore everyone. Because they can outscore people. They can shoot the three. But other than that, they can't do nothing else. Now with the Cavs, with them losing, right now, as I talk, they are tied with the Boston Celtics. Whose, their next few games are not hard at all. Boston Boston has a chance to be first place. And if they are, then let's talk about the Raptors then. If they are. The Raptors have been on a hot streak. And they're probably going to be third place. And I predicted it in the crib that's on YouTube. Don't forget my YouTube channel is Those Guys Sports. They may be third place. And if Cleveland drops to second, then it's a second round matchup with Cleveland. And the whole point of being third place is to avoid Cleveland. And Cleveland's game on Monday night is against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, And only if Doc is going to rest... Not Doc, sorry. Pop is gonna arrest Kawhi and Lamarcus. I don't see the Cavs winning this game, especially with the way they're reeling and the way they're losing. And Boston feels confident right now. They're a confident team. So where's my level of concern for the Raptors? It's high because Cleveland's not playing well. It's very high, and I'm in, I'm concerned because I want to be third place and have Cleveland be second place. That's why I'm concerned. And LeBron is going to have to pick it up. But it's near the end of the season. LeBron and them don't want to have to play more games. There's something going on with this team. And I really do not want to see them spiral down. Unless they're going to be so bad that they're just so bad in the second round that Toronto faces them and Toronto beats them, but it's still the playoffs. They still have the best player in the world on the team. Now I'm thinking that their last game of the season against Toronto is going to be really important. I don't want that to be important. I want the, the Cavs, I want, from what I want, my dream scenario would be that the Cavs sit down their players on the last game of the season. And then the Raptors have to win that game. Or not even have to. If they win, they stay third place. But what if the scenario is that the Raptors win that game, then the Cavs are second place and the Raptors are third place? And if I was the Raptors, I'm resting everyone. And I'm trying to lose that game. This, that may be the worst game of the season. But the most important game for the Cavs is next week when they have to face the Boston Celtics. For what it looks like is going to be for first place, what type of season is this, where where I was betting on the the, the Cavs to be first, and and I was betting on the fact that the Raptors were going to be third, and then avoid Cleveland, and that's not happening. The more the Raptors are winning, the more the Cavs are losing. She's like, how bad do I want those now? The Raptors will be fourth place because the line is not catching up to them. There's seven games. No, they're not catching up. Now I'm a little worried. Now i got to hope for Boston to start losing games again. Washington, I've always wanted to, them to lose games. They're going to start losing games. They have a back to back in LA, which they'll win, and the Clippers suck, so they may win both. But then they have to face Utah, which I think they'll lose. And they still got a games away, so I'm hoping they still got some two games against Miami, who's fighting for a playoff position. Dragic and Whiteside, you know, are, are both not the healthiest right now, but I still think that they're a quality team. I don't, I don't, I'm not quality. They're okay, but it sucks for the Raptors that the better you're getting, the worse the Cavs are getting. I don't want to see that. and Boston's. Is what seven and three in the last ten, eight and two, something like that. They're winning games. But now we're gonna move on. I like this, I like my transitions right now. A team that Boston beat recently was the Phoenix Suns. And in that game against the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker scored 70 points. That's the highest points total since Kobe did it to the Toronto Raptors and he scored 81. I got a text from my friends like wow Devin Booker scored 70 points I'm like I-, I didn't believe it in the beginning 70 points that's a lot of points that's a lot of damn points he should be proud of himself no doubt that's a good game you won wait no Phoenix you lost sorry Phoenix you lost cause and that's what we're gonna get to Devin Booker 70 points like I said is, is close to what Kobe did against the Raptors Kobe did 81 both very impressive or 50 points to me is an extremely impressive feat but in regards to that win I'm about to put a little bit of salt in it now thank you for listening this is the those guys sports this is some morning talk. Put us on SoundCloud. This section is going to be on YouTube. Now, Devin Booker scored 70 points in a loss against the Boston Celtics 130 to 120. Suns players were happy. They took pictures with Devin Booker. They were excited to see their teammates score 70 points. Because, damn it, it was pretty cool. You know, you don't get to see a lot of players score that much points, and when they do, you you, you want to give him like a like a good good job, very good job. He did it doing a 50% shooting. His free throws were damn near perfect. He still got eight rebounds and six assists. The man could have got a triple double, scoring 70 points. But let's let me let me put a little bit of salt in this. As the 70 was impressive. It was good, but it wasn't great. It was nice to see someone score 70 points. It was impressive, but it was okay. What I mean by it was okay is you still lost. When the opposition, you know, when the Raptors lost, to the Lakers and Kobe scored 81. They all look disappointed and sad and they're like, wow, like I, I can't believe we lost and everything. And I think the team was a playoff team. This Phoenix Sun team is not a playoff team. They rest are resting all their players. Morris isn't playing. Bledsoe isn't playing. Knights not playing. All these players not playing. They have the youngest lineup in the league. They have the they would have what, the second youngest lineup in the NCAA tournament right now. You look at their lineup, they had a guy named, you know, they had Alex Lynn, they had Tyler Ulis, they had Derek Jones Jr., who was in the dunk contest, and nobody knew who he was. At least when Kobe did it, he knew some of the players. You knew Lamar Odom was a good player. Hey, even Vucevic was okay at the time. I don't like him now. I never did, but even he was okay. But when you still lose by ten and you scored seventy points, that's just a good game. You just, you just, you just scored a lot. You scored a lot. Yes, you scored a lot. You're the only. You're truly the only option to score. No one can score as much as you because they arrested all their players. Would he have been doing that if he had? more star players at least Lamar Odom was a star player on that team so it made it even more impressive that Kobe scored 81 points with a star player on the team Devin Booker had no one else on the team who could score who are you gonna say Jared Dudley Barbosa no and the 70 points is it's also so it's, it's, it's just good, not great, because when the other team is going like we're chasing a playoff seeding, they're chasing the lottery, that, that diminishes everything you've done. You scored 70 points, but for what? To still lose? You still lost. Now, if he got 70 points and they won, people would be talking about it more. But people are just saying, that was impressive. Well people are not talking about it more. People are not talking about the way that people talked about Kobe's. People still won't talk about the Devin Booker performance after they talk about Kobe's. The way they talk about Kobe's. No way. It'll be like, oh yeah, Devin Booker scored seventy one time. You remember when Terrence Ross scored fifty-six against against the Clippers? No one does. No one remembers, because no one talks about it. When Clay scored 50, they won. If Clay scored 50 and they didn't win, no one's talking about it. And that's the difference. Yes, Devin Booker did well. The man scored 70 points. Anybody should be impressed by seven. only five guys though, who ever scored over 70 points. He scored more points than Michael Jordan. But when Michael Jordan was scoring 60. At sixty-one in playoff games, do you know what the results were? It's it's crazy, right? Devin Booker played well. He's fifty. Like I said, fifty percent is is a lot. It's a lot. But when you don't win doesn't matter. It, it literally doesn't matter if you don't win. So, Devin Booker, good job. Great job. No, no. Like I said, good job. You scored 70 points. You're going to go into history books. But you know what's not? Your teams win. Because you lost. And you lost by 10. So pretty much, just seemed Boston was individually everyone was scoring, but for Phoenix, they're like, we don't have to worry about anyone else. Devin, score 70. Score 70. If I'm an opposition and the other players gonna score 70 points, go ahead and score 70 points. I don't care. You're still gonna lose. And so they did. So your 70 points is good. Yay but you lost, so it's not great. Let's move on to a player who was good, never great, but people are talking about him. And I wanted to make a video about this, but I can just say it over over this. This is another section that will be on YouTube, probably on, I wanna say Tuesday, now, Colin Kaepernick has not been signed yet. Former quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of people are talking about what happened when, you know, he was kneeing during the uh, National Anthem. So people feel like this is a punishment from the league, punishment from, player, from the teams. They don't want this guy. Donald Trump talked about him, saying that he's one of the reasons why Colin Kaepernick isn't playing right now so let me tell you something and i mean salsa city as a black man you know first i was like i liked what he was doing and then when he didn't vote i made my video you sound like an idiot then what are you complaining about if you're not gonna vote like if you don't like donald trump but you're not gonna help of you're not you're not gonna help the cause of not having a donald trump then really you're just you're just wasted noise to me like you're of no use to me like I, I don't see why you have made all these wants and complaints and you know you want justice but then you don't want to vote for your next president it doesn't make sense so that main reason is why a lot of people think he has not found a home yet you know who hasn't found a home yet Jay Cutler hasn't found a home yet and a lot of people can say whatever they want to say about Jay Cutler But at least he's, you know, like you know, Colin Kaepernick, what he did was was nice. He led his his team to the Super Bowl. They could have won the Super Bowl, but they lost. Lost to a better team. But one thing I read and I've seen, which I agree with, when Colin Kaepernick had a great San Francisco team, he had a top three defense. Top five running back. A great head coach, which I guess is what a lot of players need to, you know, to make it to the Super Bowl. But look at Tom Brady. Yes, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is what the greatest quarterback of all time. He doesn't have a top five running back. His defense is good, but I don't think his defense is top two, top three. No, 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 no. My issue, you know, Spike Lee said, "Oh, it's a." Uh, He's not making it because of what has occurred with him kneeling. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons. There's no doubt. There's one of the reasons. But another reason is that he's, not, he's just not that good. And I'm so sorry to burst everyone's bubble. And they really want to play the race card. But he's just not that good. It, it, it may shock you. Like, oh, Colin Kaepernick is, you know, it's because of his whole race issue and all the things that he's, He's said and done. Oh, no, he's, I'm sorry, he's just not that good. Yes, I know Mike Glennon got a, a big contract. You know, people like that. Geno Smith is still employed. So it makes you think, yeah, like, what is, uh, what's really going on? Like, you know, Richard Sherman felt it's it's also, you know, part of the reason is because of that, you know, because of the whole kneeling Let me tell you, let me tell you his record. You know, um, 2012, he was good, five and two because, you know, Alex Smith, that whole situation. 13, I believe when they make it to the Super Bowl, 12 and four, that was a great year for him, great year. Then people figured out the whole read option. That wasn't as significant as any people. The read option doesn't work anymore. Probably the first year. That's why people, you want to crown the Dallas Cowboys Let's just wait and see for this year when coaches actually have game plans. Then, in 2014, he was 8-8. Eight 15-2-6. And, eight. And, and I don't believe he had the chance to play every game. I think because of the injury and because, you know, they didn't really like him. And he wasn't that great. Then, 2016, he played a lot more. Started 11 times. 1-10. Yes, we can say the team wasn't that great you're the quarterback you're the leader of the team if you're that great of a quarterback you're gonna lead them to wins now the question is what is my Glennon done what is has Geno Smith done nothing they are their backups and Colin you're gonna be a backup a team will sign them I believe so but one person said and I read it on Twitter and I forgot who said it you know you're okay with your starting quarterbacks being a diva and having the center of attention good or bad but when your backup quarterback has it, unless you're the Dallas Cowboys, you don't want that on your team. Only Dallas wants a player who's, who who gets more talked about than their starting QB. Only Dallas wants that. Philly almost had that problem with Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb. But guess what? They let one of them go. And you know, Michael Vick was a, a, a spectacular player. It's like a, a, like he was a, what he did, what Michael Vick did was crazy good. Colin Kaepernick is not turning heads. His arm is not turning heads. His running ability is not turning heads. I'm sorry, Colin Kaepernick is just not that good. So when people want to talk about race being a reason, no, or him kneeling, yeah. You know, Oh, yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I can see teams not wanting that on their on their squad on their fifty man roster. But also, let's talk about the fact that he's just not that good of a quarterback. He's not that great of a quarterback to put on your team. He may be a great leader because yeah, he lets some of the San Francisco teammates to kneel with him. But like. He's, you know, he's just not that good. Like, I I don't know how to tell you, he's just not that good of a quarterback. And this read option thing, it's not going to work out. So, unless he's going to start winning with his arm more than his legs, then I can see why he still hasn't been signed yet. Jay Cutler has better numbers. Jay Cutler is possibly a better quarterback. I would say he is a better quarterback. And he's not signed. And the question about Jay Cutler is, is his leadership. That's why he's not signed. But let's not only use his leadership as a reason why Jay Cutler hasn't been signed. Jay Cutler hasn't been signed also because he hasn't been productive led his team to one NFC Championship, and he was on a bike most of the time. So let's look at all aspects of it. Let's not just pick and choose what we want to say. Colin Kaepernick just isn't that good. Now, my last topic, last topic of the day is the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, the Toronto Blue Jays, Named their five-man rotation, and it consists of Estrada, opening day, Hap, Stroman, Lariano, and Sanchez. Jays fans, you're not disappointed at that. You're happy about that. It doesn't matter who started. You have five great, great pitchers. And what this pitchers, pitching staff is better than last year's, because they have another year of Stroman, another year of Sanchez, Hap coming off a 20-win season, Estrada coming off another good season. And then you have Luriano. Now, who would you rather have? Luriano or Dickey? And when Dickey was playing, who would you just have to have? Totally. Now, you took two guys off the roster. You have a better catcher now. Yes, you still have problems in first base and left field because Justin Smoke. Whew, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with that? Like, you may have to platoon it with Smoke and Pierce, but you may have to platoon left field. With Pierce, Upton, and Cabrera, which I'm okay with. Why not have a platoon? 162 games. Some some games you have Pierce. Some games you have Cabrera. Heck, you may have Pompey into it. Switch it around. You can platoon left field as long as your pitching staff's okay, this team will be okay. This team will go as far as the pitching staff, just like last year. It'll go as, lo- as far as the pitching staff takes them. And did we not see what Stroman did in the WBC? S- went six innings straight with no hits, and only because that next inning was a little longer than it needed to be. His arm got relaxed, didn't have his stuff anymore. First hit, was a single or a double. They pulled him out. But you know what? That boy can show up in big games. You tell me a World Series, Game 7, out of all the Blue Jays who I want, I want Strowman. Many may second guess that, but I want Strowman. I just know he's going to show up. I believe he's going to show up. Strowman pitched in the final game. of, and He was the MVP. Strowman wants a bounce back season. I believe in this pitching staff. And I'm going to do my Blue Jays preview. Because you have to do a Blue Jays preview. And my Blue Jays doc is coming out on April 3rd. Yeah, for sure, man. It's coming out April 3rd. Can't wait, but actually, yeah, I'd say April third. Maybe a snippet, maybe like a three-minute, just to tease everyone. But it's probably coming out April third. You know what? I'm gonna change it in live. I'm gonna change it live. It's coming. The, sn- the teaser is coming out April third, and the actual one, the actual film, will probably be ten minutes, and that's coming out on opening day, April 11th. But that's it for my morning talk. Just want to speak about, you know, Anderson, the Cavs, Devin Booker's 70 points, Colin Kaepernick, and the Jays. Two of the topics will probably be on YouTube. Don't forget to like, subscribe. This is Those Guys Sports. This is the podcast. It's your boy, Mike. Don't forget to follow the videos. And I'm going to talk to you very, very soon.